Welcome to Season 3 of Busting Addiction and Its Myths, sponsored by Safe House Rehab Thailand, where we offer a modern approach to recovery, breaking with tradition by introducing new technologies that help disrupt the cycle of addiction. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com and click on the video, or contact us at info at safehouserehab.com and we'll tell you about our $1,000 airfare allowance and referral rewards program. My name is Bruno J, and here's why I created this podcast. Our research has shown that despite the opioid epidemic and the worldwide panic over the ravages of addiction, we didn't see that treatment centers were doing anything different to break the cycle more effectively and improve the odds of long-term success. So we have set out to do things differently and to let all those who love an addict or alcoholic know more about the advances in treatment that we represent. Here's what we're doing differently. We have designed our diagnostics and detox to isolate and treat opioid and multi-addiction, example, alcohol plus opioids plus speed, more effectively, given that these are the new challenges of addiction in the 21st century. We integrate leading-edge technology into the recovering process, thereby disrupting the disorder, speeding the recovery of brain health. Clients come to treatment with damaged brains. This is a given. We pay attention to the importance of dopamine and other ingredients vital to brain health recovery. Traditional rehabs don't provide anywhere near the tools and close guidance that clients truly need to help keep them clean and sober for life. We do it right. First, we advise our clients to go into our sober living facility to serve as a transition to normal life, and we absolutely outperform traditional rehabs when it comes to providing a structure for long-term recovery. So if you love an addict or alcoholic, and you feel like your loved one is sucking the oxygen out of your life, is stealing your money, stealing your peace of mind and your sanity, this podcast is for you. If you're feeling rage and shame and, and he or she is living rent-free in your head 24-7, this podcast is for you. I hope to have you gain a better understanding of the nature of addictive disorder and the invisible effect it has on your psyche. It's my fervent hope you also gain a little more compassion for your loved one and for yourself in spite of this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. To paraphrase an author in this space, we struggle because we love. Today I would like to talk more about the most dangerous drug on the planet, so let's call this episode number two of season three, a hundred times more deadly than heroin, question mark. This is being recorded as China is grabbing much of the attention during the COVID-19 pandemic, but there is another scourge that is also deadly, and its source is also China, and that is a substance that is also killing people at a rapid pace, and that substance is Fentanyl, F-E-N-T-A-N-Y-L. I bring this to you so that you know more about what is going on in your own hometown, in your own neighborhood, whether it's wealthy or poor or someplace in between, which is where 60% of American families live. The fact is that if you have an addict in your family, you may not even know what she is using. And whether your addict is at home or on the street, she may be using fentanyl, sometimes without knowing it. The venerable New York Times reported in December of 2019 and republished it April 4th as part of their Promises Made series that China was finally, finally cracking down on the easy export of fentanyl from China and its easy import into the United States. How important is that? Well, 
Fentanyl sourced from China accounted for 97% of the drugs seizure by U.S. law enforcement in the last two years, whether at the border or elsewhere, according to the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration. That's also important for two more reasons. Fentanyl is 100 times more powerful per gram than heroin, so the chances of an overdose are much more likely since it takes just being off by a tiny amount to kill you, and its consumption is exploding and growing exponentially. The market for it in the U.S. appears insatiable. In 2019, American Customs agents seized 1,114 kilograms or 2,500 pounds of fentanyl, the equivalent of over 200,000 pounds of heroin. That compares to 31 kilos or 68 pounds of fentanyl seized just four years earlier. The appeal of fentanyl for the producer is easy to understand. Raw materials are cheap, it's easy to synthesize in a lab, and it's way more addictive than heroin, which means a greater opportunity to create loyal customers until they drop dead of an overdose, of course. Go to your local police station and ask the detectives in charge of drug arrests, or the narcs, which substance is most prevalent, and I bet you will get one of three answers. Meth, also known as speed or ice, or heroin, or fentanyl. Then ask them, or a local ER, which substance accounts for the most overdoses, and it'll almost always be fentanyl. Perhaps this exercise will be good for you, for it will open your eyes as to what is happening in your own community, right under your nose, or even in your own home without your knowledge or suspicion. It stands to reason why fentanyl is so compelling to the user. A fraction of the bulk or weight and a huge punch for less money. For the maker, in addition to what I just mentioned, it's hugely profitable because of its obvious addictive qualities. The maker can send a package that's less detectable and more cheaply. Besides, for the Chinese makers, they now replace other types of opioids whose sources are Afghanistan, Laos, or Colombia. So this is what RAND Corporation said about the newly established Chinese laws cracking down on the export of fentanyl. The scale of China's underregulated industries allows for minimally trained technicians with access to the proper inputs to follow simple synthesis steps while still avoiding oversight. They go on to say, China's pharmaceutical and industrial chemical industries are large and beyond the reach of U.S. law enforcement. What that means to Main Street USA is that it's way too early to let up on vigilance against fentanyl and its derivatives. It's like this. Chinese labs are constantly producing chemical variants that sidestep existing legal restrictions. Manufacturers simply adjust the chemical structure slightly and create a new analog of the drug not yet banned. Until the recent crackdown by China, it was incredibly easy to get fentanyl into the United States. Sometimes you would just send a WhatsApp message referred by another so-called customer, also known as a dealer, and ask how much for the merchandise and you would be quoted a price, pay for it with your credit card or PayPal, then you get your purchase via China Post and the U.S. Postal Service. Deliver it in the mail. Remember, it doesn't take much weight to make a ton of doses or baggies where it's added to heroin or cocaine with and without the addict's knowledge or sold straight up as fentanyl, which is the rule these days. When it comes to Naxalone or Narcan, which is used to pull addicts back from the brink of a potentially deadly overdose of an opiate like heroin, it is much harder for EMTs to judge how much Narcan to inject. 
simply because they may not know whether the addict is ODing from fentanyl or from heroin, and maybe both. The risk, then, is that if the addict is ODing on fentanyl, the addict may be given too little to make the difference, so the EMT will have to see what the Narcan dose the addict starts to come around at, since the effects of Naxalone is so quick. It's a lucky thing that Narcan is effective against both heroin and fentanyl, because they are often mixed. As I have mentioned in my other podcast episodes, today in the 21st century, that is, we are dealing with a whole new set of factors that have changed the shape of addictive disease. Illicit drugs are becoming more sophisticated, and the chances that an addict or alcoholic is addicted to only one substance anymore is close to zero, which means that most addicts are polyaddicted. At Safehouse Rehab, we have stayed ahead of this trend by continually making our intake assessments more sensitive and more precise. And we have also enhanced the detox process with new technology that makes detox more effective and easier to tolerate for the addict. To learn if Safehouse Rehab Thailand is right for your loved one, email us at info at safehouserehab.com or visit safehouserehab.com. It comes as a surprise to some people that opioid use and abuse is far higher in the U.S. than it is anywhere else in the world. And what's the reason for that? It can't be because U.S. laws against abuse are lax. The U.S. has some of the harshest penalties in the world for possession and and sale of illegal drugs. One theory, and this one makes sense to me, is as follows. It turns out that fentanyl has been in in common use as a painkiller far more effective than morphine in post-surgical situations. The prescribed amounts are in microgram amounts. That's a thousandth of a gram. So the U.S. pharma companies have been synthesizing it and making big profits from it for quite some time. It also turns out that a lot of people who would not have otherwise become addicted to prescription opioids like Vicodin, oxycontin, hydrocodone, and the like, started to use them post-surgery and wouldn't or couldn't stop, and therefore either stole them, went doctor shopping, or forged prescriptions, or or bought them on the street, or all of the above. In the meantime, the doctors became pushers for the drug companies who had a multi-billion dollar vested interest in the opioid business. You're undoubtedly aware of one company who went under as a consequence of losing a class action lawsuit that showed them to be responsible for understating the addictive qualities of their brand name opioid, even when their own data showed it to be extremely addictive. And the family who owned the company shoveled billions of profit dollars into their personal accounts out of reach of the law, or so they thought. What does this have to do with fentanyl? Those who had become addicted to prescription painkiller opioids discovered that heroin was cheaper and fentanyl cheaper still than street-level prescription opioids. So why not? Now let's look at the fentanyl market from another angle. Those who had been heroin addicts for years discovered a cheaper and better high. So why not pure fentanyl? Even if China cuts off the supply of fentanyl and its variants, and even if the DEA and the U.S. Border Patrol and the U.S. Postal Service inspectors manage to intercept a high percentage of the drug coming in from China, the problem is not supply. The problem is demand. And remember that fentanyl is easy and cheap to make and packs big profit and punch in a tiny package. You can count on the Mexican cartels and U.S. makers getting busy replacing China as the supplier. 
The scary part is U.S. homemade fentanyl, just like the speed labs that have taken over the rural landscape where the drugs of desperation rule the day. What can you do? You can support the use of Naxalone or Narcan by your local law enforcement and EMTs. Check your local situation and also see if they have a sufficient quantity on hand. So please support an investment in the substance that can save a life right now in your hometown. You can also help advocate for non-opioid methods of managing pain and perhaps save another person from becoming addicted. If you hear that having Noxalone available simply encourages addicts to be even more irresponsible, from people who see addiction as a crime or as a moral failing, tell them there's no evidence to support that. Further support one of my favorite organizations, and that is Shatterproof.com, which advocates for sensible laws supporting recovery, prevention programs, and education about addiction. And if you need personal support as a result of an addiction or alcohol in your own home, then consider joining Al-Anon. You can find meetings online in your hometown. So what have we learned today? One, it is entirely possible that your loved one addict might be using fentanyl, which is rapidly replacing heroin as a drug of choice. Two, fentanyl is incredibly appealing to the maker and to the user, as it packs a huge punch for a small amount. It's hugely profitable for the makers and cheap for the user. Three, the opioid crisis was fueled by greed and dishonesty by certain pharmaceutical companies who pushed them to doctors as a safe and effective painkiller. Four, the popularity of fentanyl was a natural extension of the opioid addiction crisis, offering a cheap alternative not only for prescription drug abusers, but also for traditional heroin addicts. And five, families of addicts can take action to support the use of Naxalon or Narcan, support addiction organizations such as Shatterproof, and seek help themselves from Al-Anon to attain some peace of mind in the midst of this battle. Thank you for tuning in today. It's my fervent hope we've given you new insight and new hope that will lighten your burden. For our hearts go out to all who suffer the effects of addictive disorder. Please give us your feedback at info at safehouserehab.com. By all means, ask us any question you like, and we'll answer on air, if you will. And if you want to leave us your first name and city, we'll recognize you too, of course. This podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, where we take a modern approach to recovery, something all families of those who suffer deserve. Tune in next week for more.